That's what gets all the part of the song I love. <laughs> part of that song yeah, I know yeah. I didn't know anything and I actually thought the lyrics were Gucci you don't love me because I think I've only ever heard it on the radio the clean version Memphis hey it's yeah. Bella hey Bella so thank y'all hey y'all hey thank y'all for meeting us at the, the intersection. intersection so my favorite co-host is here with me I'm your host Malika Salam, you got to say the whole thing every time, like a tribe called Quest and a pimp named Slickback. And to my right is none other than my right hand, my ride or die, my day one. That's right, y'all. The chocolate girl Wanda is hey, in the hey. house. What's tea? What's really tea? Well, the tea is you weren't here last week and you left me all by myself and I had to... I'm it was nothing personal. Charge it to my head, not my heart. Charge it to all these activities you involved in. Can we charge it to that? Charge it to my school, not my heart. Right. Because what were you doing last week? Rehearsals, I think. Mm-hmm. Rehearsals. Or was it cheerleading? I don't know. She was in practice and rehearsals. She is uh, the daughter of the empress of excessive activity. Activities. So I suppose that makes you the princess of excessive activities. Um, well, at least you've got a good role model. I'll show you how to get it done because it's all about balancing it out. You can do, you can do all things, all things Everything. through Gucci who strengthens you. Um, Trap house three, okay, Let's stay with me. <laughs> I'm just saying you can do it. You can do it all. Whatever you put your mind to, you can do it. You just have to figure out how to balance it out. So, um, yeah, let's, we're late. Oh my gosh. And you know, I hate that word. Like we're on, uh, 
intergalactic indigenous people time for real today uh with good reason but kind of not good reason i made a rookie mistake and tried to use new software that i hadn't familiarized myself with and so um yeah a couple of downloads and tutorials later ta -da -da, we here so it was last week, between last Wednesday and this Wednesday, has been like a red letter week for me. How about you? What you mean? Like, it's just been great. Like, everything's been great. It's just Everything been, has been great. I've been feeling like Chance the Rapper. I've just been feeling like blessings on blessings Keep on falling blessings. falling in my lap. Man, falling in my lap. I feel like blessings keep falling in my lap. I, yeah, it was a great it was a great week. So obviously, um, last week, well, this past weekend, I got out of town. I went to Afropuff, Afropuff, Afropunk. I was trying to get Pride out as well. I did not go to Atlanta Pride. Um, I contemplated going to Atlanta Pride, and when I looked up stuff on Atlanta Pride, it seemed a lot like the Oscars. Like it was, what? it was pretty white. It wasn't like a like really, I don't know. It didn't seem very inclusive to me. I could be wrong. Um, also, <coughs> my primary function was to get to Afropunk and meet Michaela Angela, Angela Davis, Davis and uh, see Solange perform, and I got to accomplish both of those things and do some other stuff in the middle that was super extra dope. So I will definitely talk about that. But let's go ahead and get into the tea. So remember when I was talking to you and I realized that we had gotten completely off a of track about what the tea was about because Queen Sugar was on its mid-season break. And so usually the tea is like, okay, you know, what's the tea with entertainment and what's going on with these shows or whatever. Um, and so we were, we were off. So we were just kind of making up tea. So I got back on my, <laughs> making I got back, up tea. we were, um, yeah, I also saw that, um, Lori, that they do Black Pride Labor Day weekend. And I mean, most, most places, um, they don't have one here in Florida that I've seen and I've, I've looked, uh, <coughs> but most major cities <coughs> do. You gonna live? Y'all yeah, reach your hands out. Everybody reach your hands out towards the chocolate girl wonder who was on the sick and shut in list today and clearly needs prayer because she was about to cough up a lung. Um, but yes, a lot of major cities, especially major cities that have a lot of people of color do um, a second version of Pride, usually a Black Pride event. Um, I know Memphis has Tri-State Pride, which is centered around Black people. Um, so, I, yeah, I looked up Atlanta, and they do have a, a version um, that is centered around... They do have a Pride, not a version. They have a Pride that is specifically centered around people of color. And I think I would probably be more interested in doing that. Orlando, what's, Orlando what's has that, a Black Sam? Pride. Oh, Orlando has a Black Pride. When is Orlando Black Pride? Um, well, let's see. I click on 2017. Because I feel like that would be something that I would want to do. I haven't really hung out, in, haven't hung out in Orlando that much. Like, we've gone a couple times, but it's usually on a mission, like going to pick somebody up or whatever. So it's not been a whole lot of hanging out. Um, it is May 31st to June 4th of this year. Okay, so we missed it. So we'll put that on the itinerary for next year. For next year. 
uh, good to know. I feel like that's around the same time, maybe a sweet heat too. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I'm determined to go to sweet heat. I'm already setting up my itinerary for next year. Um, Gainesville has a black pride. Of course, Gainesville has a black pride because Gainesville has a lot of black people. I feel like Gainesville, Jacksonville Miami, would have a lot. Miami would have one. Um, well, Miami has a bunch of different stuff. Like Miami has Sweet Heat, and then they've got their regular pride. And black pride in Gainesville is October twenty second, coming up next weekend. Okay, we might actually be able to do that because we're actually in town next That's weekend. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, so I just want to do some research. So uh, my bad. Yes, so um, Sam is in the house, as always, uh, in the background doing production. Appreciate her help for that, making sure that we got all the facts and figures together. So let's get into this tea. You caught up on power yet? About that. Okay. Uh, so I feel like um, that's not tea. We're going to be serving hot. <laughs> that's going to be some Luke Cole tea this week. Luke Cole, speaking of <laughs> Luke's. Speaking of Luke's, <laughs> so I still haven't watched the Hip Hop Honors, but I realized that he got like a Lifetime Achievement Award or something. Um, I did see the performance um, and I was super proud of, of Trina. Hey, look who it is. It's Miss Carla Yanni. Hey, Blu-ray. So, um, so yeah, I love seeing Katrina's uh, Katrina. Katrina. That's her name, but I don't know her personally. I can't just be calling her by her Katrina. name, by her government. Um, thank, thank you. you. Oh, you so, oh. both of us. Um, <laughs> so, I love seeing Trina's performance. I love seeing her do um, Scar. She was on point. I hated seeing Trick Daddy because I don't like him. I don't like, I don't like his face. She, she did yell on yeah. No, she did Luke. Scar. Hydraulics girl. Scar. Scar. Yeah, she did his verse on there. And then Trick Daddy came out and did his own verse. Um, but he's trash. I mean, Throw away the whole sorry. Trick Daddy. Don't start again. He's a waste of flesh mm -hmm. in space. So, <coughs> anyway. <clears throat> didn't like him. Um, but, Never liked him. But, yeah. So, that happened last week. Um, but I love how you didn't say anything about Power. So, Power is cold tea this week because you're not caught up. I'm caught up. I'm all in season four. Because you're I thought caught up without she, me. But, I, but you made it seem like you had caught up, like you were watching it. And so, we just kept watching it because we were trying to get to where you were because you That's were giving crazy. us all types of spoilers. That's crazy. I told them several times, y'all. No lie. I was like, I haven't seen it before. This is all stuff. Social media is telling me. It interviews and stuff. And they were just like, no. Like, so, they went off of their own belief assuming when you assume you make them i won't cuss anymore whatever let's say here poetic justice okay so power is cold tea this week uh queen sugar is cold tea this week because we are still not caught up on the second half of the season so don't tell us anything um i've managed to avoid any spoilers on social media so happy about that um, I am caught up on Blackish. Hot tea, hot tea, hot tea. I love the fact. Are you not caught up on Blackish? Um, you just go ahead and say, I'm going to watch Blackish tonight. I don't even know. Sorry. Well, yeah, you'll have a chance to watch it like while I'm at work or whatever. So you need to get yeah, caught up. So, um, so I won't give you any spoilers on that then. So let's you can't see. any spoilers. I'm going to watch it tonight. Um, well, turns out that Rainbow has postpartum depression after mm. giving birth to Devante. 
I'm still mad they named him Devontae. Why did they name him Devontae? That's what I thought. I didn't see that episode. So, but I assume. How many Devontae's do you know in the world? And then Rainbow broke it down on why they should name him Devontae. Like, you think a Devontae is going to get a job? Huh? (laughs) I mean, I. But I kind of knew without seeing the episode. If you're my age and Devon- you have a baby, you name him Devontae. Devontae Swing. One, Come on. right, one, you're black. Yeah. Two, you listen to Jodeci. Because um, there's no other reason. So, yes, Rainbow has um, postpartum depression. And I love the way that they dealt with that. And there are so many things tied up in that, right? Because it wasn't just her having postpartum depression and feeling like... Um, not up to par as a mom but then it also she finally had to take a stand against dre's mom and put her out she put ruby out and dre and you know she immediately went to dre like aren't you gonna say something and dre was like not this time so good good story writing on that because that gets into the whole dynamics of you know mother and son relationships and what happens i actually watched it with your brother and we talked about that and how Mm -hmm. i would do my best not to be a ruby because i mean you know i want the best for y'all so of course i'm like mad rigorous testing anybody who comes around to make sure that they are up to par um and ultimately it's not my choice and once you've made the choice like you go to be with that person to make your family and um unless it's an abusive situation there's really no reason for me to have commentary or intervene unless you ask me so that's how that goes uh so get caught up on blackish we are caught up on Mary Jane, mostly. I'm going to say that's hot tea because we were just watching it. Yes, we are. Can we talk about this relationship with her mother and what she just pulled with the trying to blame Child. her mother for her? Okay. Mary Jane is 40? Mary Jane is all of 40 years old. You so are she grim. is a grown-ass woman. You're grim. Um, You've been to therapy. You've been out of your parents' house for years. There's no reason you should still be blaming your mother for your <laughs> F-ups. I mean, it's just, there just comes a certain point in life. Listen, we understand uh, your family of origin can be traumatizing, traumatic, problematic, like all of those things. Um, so many things happen within families that shape who we are. But at a certain point, like you're you and you get to decide who you are, who you want to be, how you want your life to be. And you just can't keep blaming it on your parents. Like, she literally went in on her mom about where she learned the behavior. Gave her the finger. She did. She put her finger in her mother's face. No, no, no. I was like... And, and like, Ugh. she was like, no, you... I was like, oh, are they cussing their mamas in Spain? Like, where did they do that at? Girl, I would have had my esophagus ripped out of my throat. I'm glad you know it. I'm glad no. that you know that even though I'm not a proponent of violence, um, or especially violence against children, the day that you feel like you can point your finger in my face, and like tell me about myself in a non-respectful way all bets are off because it's a mutual respect like i don't i don't expect you to talk to me like that because i wouldn't talk to you like that like i wouldn't be all in your face with my finger talking about and you like no so um there's just a mutual respect that has to happen and i don't care how grown you get like you ain't never grown i gave enough. birth to you i brought you in this world i could take you out <laughs> I'll take classic black mother lines for a thousand, Alex. Like, well, no, I ain't one of your little friends. Right, I ain't one of your little friends. What is I ain't one of your little friends? Um, there's oh, just my, some no, things. No, no, little friends, little friends. Little friends. So, yeah, there's just some things that I don't, like, I'm just not ever going to be able to support or get with. Um, 
I'm not that far gone that those things will ever be okay. So, yes. So, hot tea. Um, if you haven't seen it, my bad. Spoiler alert. Anytime we're giving tea, just understand that there may be some spoilers in here. Uh, yeah, go watch Being Mary Jane if you haven't watched it and weigh in and let us know what you think about this foolishness that she pulled with trying to blame her mother for her relationship issues. I do like the fact, though, when they were talking about her going on, um, when they were talking about her going on The Breakfast Club and kind of getting ahead of the story with her and Lee yeah. since Lee's sitcom is being... And is it just me or does it seem a little bit trashy that he used that their was relationship trashy as um for like comedy whatever whatever yeah comedy. and i and listen i get it i know people who are comics i used to have some friends who are comics i know how much of comedy is therapy for a lot of them um it's their it's their opportunity to work me. out you know some things that that happen in their life in real life and use humor to diffuse the situation um, but sometimes I think that people hide behind it's just comedy and it's just jokes right. to say some stuff and deal with some stuff that they really want to, need to, <coughs> and haven't dealt with. Um, so yeah, I definitely feel like it was trash of Lee to like make a whole comedy routine definitely. based on their breakup, especially because show. he knows who she is. Like he's an up and coming person. Like she has a reputation so i feel like he's definitely trading off of that um the other thing is her response to it was classic mary jane right she started out and she was covering all the points and she was you know soft soft showing and then she lost it and she gave and she like gave him the business and and fortunately she did this with her publicist because that was the whole idea please get the rude dogs please just open the door let them out let them in let them do something because this is every week they ain't gonna be on the show like come on man you ain't famous everybody right. want to be famous right Nobody so, with the word so i hope you i hope you got it out of your system i hope you feel better because you're not locked out everybody want to have because money. you're on the show now because you barked again Nobody like you do every week Everybody wants um, Fetty Wap. Nobody wants Abba. So, so back to Lee being trash. I think he was trash for doing that. I do like the way that they work in her perspective. And um, what do you keep doing with your eyes? Girl, ain't no telling. Ain't no telling what she's doing with her eyes and why. She said, why do you keep doing your eyes like that? Like this? Oh, probably because she's blind. Yeah, I can see it. That's my fault. I'm a terrible mother. She's supposed to have glasses. Um, get away from me. I'm not your friend. I know one kid in the class and he's like, can, can you make the slide bigger? Could you, could you stop? I was up on the table. Um, so everybody want in on the show now. Anyways. Um, anyways. Her response was... You know, okay, so we're going to feed into this same tired trope about the angry black woman and the bitter black woman and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I get it. I get I sound angry and I get that I sound bitter. Uh, but the reality is nobody ever asked the question, how and why did I get that way? So I definitely think that that's a conversation that needs to be had and that's, you know, needed to have been had a long time before now. Um, so I have missed being Mary Jane and then when I started watching it I remembered again like why I like it so much because she's not she's not just troubled 
but she's willing to take a look at the trouble, except for in the instance where she tried to blame her relationship problems on her mom. Bad job, Mary Jane. Um, Empire, for me, where are you at with Empire? You're not watching, you're not watching. Uh, what? That is cold, iced, unsweetened tea for me. I'm the only one in the family that watches it. You can spill the tea on it. It's ridiculous. Okay, so yeah, we're just gonna take Empire. We're just gonna scratch Empire. Oh, Empire and Star came together because I yes, watched Star. That's, that's basically the, <coughs> the deal of it. And it's ridiculous. That was me scratching yeah. Empire off the list. She met Luke James. Um, we'll get to that. We're not at that part. We're still talking about the teas. So, uh, Greenleaf is cold tea for me. Are you caught up on Greenleaf? I have not watched Greenleaf. I'm, I'm, I'm still ashamed. Okay. Um, how to get away with murder? How to get away with what? Okay. I haven't watched it. Um, also cold tea for me. I know boy me. got killed though. Yeah, I mean, I know even though I didn't watch all of last season, kind of I I like How to Get Away with Murder. I see what they're doing with that. I love Viola Davis as an actress. How and some as staff, ever, and as a staff, and as a record label, and as a motherfucking crew. <laughs> and if you want to be down with Bad Boy, and if you want to be down with um, Viola Davis, I fool with you I too. I fool with you too, exactly. But I, How to Get Away with Murder kind of gives me a headache. It's just a lot to follow, and it's always going forward and backwards. I'm like, are we in the future? Are we in the past? Is that his mama? That's not his mama. That's his daddy. Oh, but his daddy's dead, what, and what? somebody's messing with somebody else. And who's the predator? You who's the mole? With that woman with I the numbers around her. Yes, head? Like... that's exactly how I feel about how to get away with murder. <laughs> Wait, so, um, great, no, great writing coming out of Shondaland. Um, y'all watch it, y'all support it, you know, again, lead, lead actress who's a black woman, um, oh, again, so it's coming out of Shondaland, no, no, Viola Davis is the lead, it's her show, so I'm, I'm there for that, but aside from that, I just ain't able to get back into that was it, crazy um, is Scandal back yet? Okay, I kind of gave up on Scandal last yeah, season. I didn't. We got all caught up on it. We binge watched it. Uh, this is the last. It got absolutely. It got absolutely ridiculous. Um, but it is. This is the last season, so I'll definitely be watching it just because this is the last season, and I want to go ahead and close it out. Now, I have been binge watching. Uh, Y'all know I love a good binge watch, so I've been binge watching it starts Thursday The Fosters. Okay, so it comes, so Scandal is back this Thursday, y'all. So make sure to watch Scandal. Okay. Final season. Um, this is the final season, and I will be day late tweeting. I will not be live tweeting because y'all know most of the time I don't watch anything live. And if it comes on at night, I probably will. so. Uh, Scandal is back Thursday. I've been binge watching The Fosters. That's awesome. Um, I forgot how good The Fosters was. So I love The Fosters because, um, one, it's a story about an interracial couple. So uh, two white wives. And then they're... No, two, one white I mean, white. one white, one black. That's what interracial means, baby. That is two <laughs> races. So um, interracial couple... Uh, white mom, black mom, and then they have a whole brood of children, um, one bio kid, and then they had foster children, but everybody has finally been adopted, 
Um, I am behind on it. I'm only like in season three and there are five seasons on Netflix, which means that they're probably in season six in syndication. So That's been crazy. binge watching. Yeah, been binge watching that. Didn't realize how far I'd gotten behind. But like the Fosters also is very emotional. It really takes you there. Like they have all of the stuff. When Brandon and Callie had sex, I just, I couldn't take I like, it. I just had to cover my eyes. I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't. Because they were like, you want to snatch their foreheads clean up. I'd be like, you doing the most. Doing well, the most. when she thought that she couldn't be adopted, they felt like they finally had a chance to, you know, do the have, have their love. Um, but then it turns out that... Then it turns out um, after they've consummated their relationship that they can't have a relationship because lo and behold, she can get adopted. So another uh, storyline there. Um, it has been, it's, it's just very interesting. There's so many things going on with the Fosters. There is a lot of stuff about identity and not, and like if you identify or not identify, which for me was very interesting, especially because last week was National Coming Out um, Day. And one of the things that Jude said that I know I found to be true for myself at some point is that he didn't want to be known as gay. And his boyfriend was like, what? but I'm gay like I like boys We're I'm your boyfriend and he was like but I've always been something like I've always been the foster kid or I've always been the new kid and so yeah so he didn't want to be labeled and it had nothing to do with his attraction for his boyfriend at all he just wanted to be Jude and I can respect that I can dig it speaking of respecting that I have a follow up piece on Lesbianics blog that will be up tomorrow following up to the coming out piece, uh, lesbian lesbianism declassified 101. Um, this one is talking about the other side of the door for the folks who don't want to come out, who don't want to be labeled. Um, for some people, there's a lot of power in labels and being able able to identify and find their community. And for other people, that for other people that is not their jam, and that's okay too. Um, not only is it okay, it shouldn't be diminished like, oh, it's okay that you made a different choice. No, everybody deserves to have their choices loved and supported and celebrated. So, um, what a little piece about that. Like to hear? Here you go. Uh, let's see, what else? Oh, I discovered one day at a time. It's not really a discovery because Facebook, I'm uh, not Facebook, but, uh, Netflix loves suggesting things and I remember one day at a time from the 80s and I don't think I really got it then um, I just remember like Valerie Bertinelli was on it and so I watched it and uh, Schneider was on it and it was you know funny quirky little thing uh, but they've remixed it Remix. and so now the family is a Cuban family um, and Rita Moreno who is not Cuban she's Puerto Rican Boricua. Yeah, so she is Boricua, uh, baby, she's baby. a she's a Boricua. Um, but she's playing the Cuban grandmother and there's a yeah. And so there's a lot um there's a lot going on with that storyline. So now I've got people of color and the daughter came out towards the end of season one. So I'm super excited because now we've got a queer woman of color who's on this 
uh, who's oh, on the Netflix version. Yes. And so for her quinces, she came out to her, she and her court actually came out to Diana Ross, I'm coming out. And she didn't wear the princess dress. Like it just, she was like, oh, it's a nice dress. It's a nice dress. And her grandmother was like, no, it's not right. It's not right. And she was like, I made it lower. lower. I made it, uh, I made it shorter. I made it longer. I put straps. I took the straps off. I did everything I can think of. And the dress isn't right. I don't know when it's right because she'll give me the right reaction. So the day of the quinces, she opens up the bag to show her the dress. Um, but of course, they don't show it to the audience. And I knew. I was like, it's not a dress. It's a suit. And sure enough, she made her a oh, white suit that had the um, that had the silver bodice. Right. This is real life. And in real life, the Chocolate Girl Wonder has been coughing and... Move! The Chocolate Girl Wonder has been coughing and sniffling and probably passing me her cooties like a little oh, outbreak monkey. <laughs> Right, because the Amber, I can't get it together. Because the Amber after at her school <laughs> gave her the cooties. Now she's gonna bring them home to me. So, um, so yeah, that's so that's what's going on on Netflix. If you're looking for other things to watch on Netflix, and obviously you guys have figured out by now that the tea is all about tea, uh, celebrating entertainment that features predominantly uh cast that are comprised of people of color especially women of color um and queer folk anybody on the lgbtqi spectrum or lgbtqi storylines uh because those are all things that are important to me representation matters so you'll be happy to know that paris is burning it's still on Netflix. I know. It's on my list. I'm Pepe LaBeja from The Legend of the House of LaBeja. So, no, The Legend of the Mother of The Legend of the House of LaBeja. So, <laughs> Paris is Burning is still on. Um, Pariah is still on. And this is important because they tend to, like, take the movies, like, put them up, take them off, swap them out. So, there's not always a good rotation of movies that feature... Uh, or what I would think are quality movies and documentaries that feature people of color and queer people of color. Um, I was looking through the Netflix black movie list, like the regular black movies, not the ones that you get when you have the secret codes. And all them joints are like straight to DVD and star Marcus Houston. Marcus Houston is in like 85% of the Netflix movies. What was that movie, movies. Weekend with the Family? Is that what it was? Mm -hmm. With Karuchi? Mm -hmm. That movie was like... With Kerfuffle Tran. Um, right, Key Cocola. Uh, yeah, so everything that's black on Netflix basically is Marcus Thank Houston. She's Gotta Have It on there, though. Both of them, the new one. And yes! The I'm so excited about the new She's Gotta Have It. Adding that to Not just say she looked it up and she could only, like, it only showed um, the new one, but the old one, too. Okay. Well, there you go. Options. I watched, um, I watched the Other new shows that are coming out, for those of y'all who actually <coughs> watch network TV, unlike me, who does not, are uh, Flip or Flop Fort Worth is now featuring a oh, black, black couple. couple. Yeah, yes, excited that. about that. And then there is also a uh, new travel show that features a black woman. 
And she's only the second, second, she's the second one. Only the second black woman to actually have her own travel show. So shout out to people of color out here Do traveling. Um, shout out to people like Travel Noir that's that that's like brought light to the fact that black folks travel. travel. Right? Fallout. Just fallout. I'm so done with you. Um so that is all of the tea that I have. That's all of the stuff that I want to highlights in entertainment what about the um, show you're having me take? also gucci man oh so that's we open yes so we open with gucci man congratulations mr and mrs davis, davis. Okay. um so the main the event the main event okay you premiered like last night. the main event the main event premiered last night on BET, and I think they like invited everybody to wear white. Yeah, they said okay, so they were like, "We need all of our Gucci fans, Gucci and Keisha fans. We need y'all to dress up, um, and tag, um, dress up in all white, um, you know, your ball gowns, the whole nine, and tag hashtag the main event." And so, and that's the real one, and that's the level of extra irons. So, so <laughs> you know, I'm a proponent of doing the most. So they were doing the most. I have no idea what the Wopsters means. I don't. I know who Gucci Mane is. I know who Keisha Kior, K Kior is. I just wonder um, who Keisha is. But uh, she is now Mrs. Davis. So Mr. and Mrs. Davis have officially tied the knot. Um, and some of y'all are just shady like you just do not want to see anybody do better than you do better than themselves um just have a great life like let these folks live let them let them be uh when gucci got out we were all surprised we were like whose face is that that's, that's not gucci, gucci face. like that's a clone everybody's saying that's a clone that's not the but one. apparently it's a real thing no he got removed Apparently, it's a real thing. It's the real Gucci Mane, and he has written a book, and he has put out an album called Mr. Davis, and he is, like, eating his vegetables and drinking his water and Exercise taking his vitamins, and, like, Keisha Kaor is out here sweating off all of her body parts except for her behind. Um, she's got a whole, like line of stuff makeup? that you put on no, no, yeah, no yeah, she yeah, started yeah. with the makeup um, and exercise. now she has this exercise gear yep. that you put on that helps you shrink everything so that you have a little bitty waist and a big old booty i ain't mad at it I she looked great um but whatever it is the two of them like I found for, love I think they're, they're great um they're good with their ancestors um they pray they go to church and read their Bibles. Um, they drink water. Sex. They eat vegetables. They take their vitamins. I mean, what else are you going to ask for? So they are clearly out here living their best lives ever. And I just, for I'm all of you shady, shady boots that were like hating and like, <coughs> why are they doing this and why are they doing that? Talking about it didn't look like a million dollar wedding. How do you know what a million dollar wedding looks like? Million you million ever been to a million dollar wedding? Have you ever thrown a million dollar wedding? Okay. No? Okay. Well then, be humble. Sit down. So, I am here for it. I am recording it. I am adding that to um, the list of things that I'll be watching. Because I also need to add some just, you know, foolishness in. And it's not a whole lot of reality TV that I watch. And I also feel like I don't know what's going on with Remy and Papoose right now. Oh, no, so, she posted on Instagram the other day. So, I know, but they're not, like, taking pictures together and, like, 
hashtag black love everywhere. She did. And so, not all the time. They used to be all the time on each other's Instagrams. Baby. Well, no, they not. Exactly. Right. You, right. Just, you, just, just you just don't lie. I wish too. I wish too. They Ooh. gave me so much hope. Um, in this age of YouTube couples, um, I had hope. Speaking of YouTube couples, congratulations to De'Ara and Kenneth, their first movie um, thing, Medea movie thing. Congratulations to them. Black love is so beautiful. I like De'Ara and Kenneth. Okay? I have no great. idea who they are. Who All I know, I know is that this is a trend people. of people being YouTube couples and like that's how they're glowing up. And hey, if that works for you, more power to you. I'm definitely not hating. Um... So I just, but there's only, there's only so much room for the foolishness on my plate. And right now I don't know about Remy and Pap and that's making me sad. So it may be Gucci and, and Keisha, Mr. and Mrs. Davis. That might be my new, uh, black love to follow. If, if Remy and Pap don't get themselves together. I feel like Remy and Pap are going to get themselves together. And so I'm rooting for them. And so then there will be two married couples for me to like celebrate and champion. Yes, in hip hop. So um, that is all wonderful stuff. And apparently Chicago Black Ink is back this week. I don't really care because I don't like none of them. None of them. I mean, let me, I'm not going to be rude. Like, I never watched this show before. It's cool or not. It's just not Black Ink for me. It's not Black Ink. It's not the original Black Ink. And I hate that they took that But even that the original Chicago, Black Ink like, is not the original Black Ink. It's not. Like, they're doing the absolute they're most. They're and, and I was hoping that wouldn't happen, but, you know. You know it was going to happen. Folks got money, started getting booties and titties. Hey, I still mess with Sky, though. Sky is the realest one. Sky has mo more fake body parts than anybody on that show, but she's she the realest will. person on that she's show. Like right? He he lost a little bit of weight, feeling like he's fine out here, or whatever. Like, no, sir, you're still seeing. He just got his teeth fixed. He like, oh, I got a bag here fix my teeth. It's not cheap. We get it, but I still don't fool with him. So, um, so yeah, that is that's what's going on. That's the tea. Uh, Hot, cold, sweet, lukewarm, unsweetened. Uh, we're taking Empire off the list. You ain't never got to worry about that. Because that's like the tea that they I give you at IHOP in the north. It, it had no ice, no sugar, no nothing. So, this weekend, I got to go to Afropunk. Finally. Finally, it happened to me right in front of my face. Okay, so I went, I came, I saw, I conquered. I had so much fun. There, there, like, it wasn't just fun. Like, fun is such an understatement. It was a spiritual experience, but that's totally what I was expecting going in, and that's totally what I got, and I'm just happy and thrilled. It was everything. Everything? Everything. 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 Um... Yeah, it was it was everything that I was expecting it to be. Uh, the music was great, food was good, uh, the crowd was amazing. The crowd was amazing, amazing, amazing. So when you go into Afropunk, um, the mantra is like right there on the wall, and then when you look at the stage, it's printed out on these big scrolls, like on the side of the stage, and they sell T-shirts, and it's the mantra that says no. 
no sexism, no racism, no ableism, no transphobia, no homophobia. And people really, really encompass the spirit of that. So I, it was just a very surreal experience. Like to be around, so a lot of times for me, I get very panicky in crowds like that, like concerts and festivals. So I usually am on the periphery, but I was really able to mix it up and like get in there and feel very comfortable. Um, and I know that that was very much the crowd. The venue was amazing. It was definitely like an artist complex. So you, it was just the perfect setup for that. So there were all these different buildings and lounges and different places to do and th things to see. It was it very much played on all five senses. There were things for you to touch and smell and taste and all of that. So scratch that was wonderful. Sniff. Right, the scratch and sniff. I wonder what Afropunk sm would smell like if you scratched and sniffed. Because it didn't smell like a regular festival. Like, it didn't Ooh, smell... I you, weed and incense. It smelled like weed and <laughs> incense. Um, the magic and black people. Yes. And shea butter and cocoa butter. Yes. And mango oil. Um, Almond oil. And glitter. I'm not sure what glitter smells like, but I, I think like it smells like glitter. Glitter just has a beautiful smell. Right. Golden glitter. Golden glitter. It was amazing. Everything was amazing. Saturday was a pretty chill amazing. night. Um, we left directly from here. Like, I got off work that morning at 5. We were on the road by 6. Like, we left out. Um, we made it there. Got settled in. Got changed. Um... And that little lace shirt that I bought that looked like it wouldn't be hot at all because it, it was hot. Like, man, listen, that joint was so hot. I eventually just took it off. So the wonderful thing about Afropunk is that you can just take off your shirt. You can just walk around Mom, in a bra. You, you can that. just walk around with no bra. You can just do I whatever say, you want. You can walk around like a uh, braless for the. Um... There were so many people who were braless or like lace shirts with like you know peekaboo like everything it. it was very it was a very free experience yeah, and i think it was i think part of part of the allure and the charm and just the muchness of it is being around that many free black folks at one time like we just don't get to be free like that in the world and everybody was just taking up their space like that was my takeaway chills and i wasn't even there well, you will be next year because we did see some young people there and it was my impression that there were not going to be young people there. So, um, so yeah, that's going to be a family thing. I can't wait I think I'm broad enough enjoy. to just walk around Brawlers. Yep. Just, just, well, well, I'll probably be performing there. But. Right. So <laughs> it was, so it was everything. Um, my... Obviously, I wanted to see Solange. I got to see Solange. She did not disappoint. I, I had took plenty aw. of video for you so that we can actually sit down and watch the video, which oh is why I haven't gosh. posted any video so that you get to see it first. The same air. The same That's air and the same weed. Because I feel like everybody <laughs> saved up their all best they weed. <laughs> right, like they I saved like, their best weed all year. Like they, they had, had the, the high they grade. The right, like it wasn't no Reggie in that crowd. And it was like a cloud of smoke over the whole crowd. And I was like, well, if you don't smoke weed, you do now. Uh, well, so. you do now. Get your <laughs> smoke <this> blunt. <laughs> so, I mean, but it was, it was great.
great. It was um her voice is amazing. That was like, beautiful. That was she sounds beautiful. ten times better live. Yeah, like if you if you heard the record and you like the record, that's great. But go do yourself a favor. Go see Solange. Her voice is so live. It is, and she knows how to use it. Like she, like you can tell that she has studied and like uses her like her vocals and her range and the way that she arranges things and the choreography. So like the whole thing was just super dope, and I could stand about that. I could just fan out about that forever. Um, the other super duper highlight for me was I got to meet Michaela Angela Davis. And she said that I gave her life she gives and life, life more abundantly. Right. Like, like she's so <laughs> iconic. Um, iconic. And she said, she said she's coming on the intersection. So um, I will definitely be keeping y'all po posted on that when she'll be on. Because um, I've got a little surprise that I'm going to do for y'all around that time. But yeah, she was just everything. And she like just kept hugging me and she's like oh my god you're so wonderful and i'm thinking to myself but like you're so wonderful you're the reason um that I'm doing this? yeah she's one of the reasons like you're i got so much inspiration, inspiration. right so you're like you're like me right so i was like but you're you and she's like but you're you and i was like oh shit i might meet somebody out here one day so um right so she was wonderful she is very sweet and very gracious and she is all about women's work and doing the work of black women so it was an honor and a privilege um you could actually see my interview with her on the purple hair and converse page i shared it from the afropunk page and um the panels the panels were wonderful the panel discussions were wonderful um i did run into a few maybe you know kind of famous celebrity folks um and everybody was just really nice about it so um i met a uh, stick man from i saw that yeah from dead press uh and Amazing. i was real slick about it too i used humor to introduce myself i was like might you be a hip-hop artist might you be a vegan and he was like i'm plant-based but okay and I was like, might you be the founder of RBG Fit Club? And he was like, that's me. I was like, what's up? What's up? Actually, I didn't do all that. <laughs> I was real cool about it. He was real cool about it. We took a picture together. Um, and he was just, I mean, he was just really cool. Everybody was cool. Everybody was down to earth. I am disappointed. The one person I didn't get to meet that I wish that I had probably not taken a nap for was Jada Pinkett Smith. Because, yes, I took a nap in the middle of this festival. They had a um, they had a lounge, and this was where they were doing the soul sessions. And once the soul sessions were over, it was just a lounge that was set up with all these pallet chairs and like loungers that they made. Um, the thing that I wanted to do with the front room with the pallets and the cushions, so they oh, they had a whole lounge like I that. I saw that. That was beautiful. Yes. So I went in there and took a nap. I bet the energy felt amazing. And to the person who got my fan, it's okay. Use that fan and good health and goodwill. I took my fan out before I was taking my nap. And I, um, I left I it understand. on the pallet. And somebody else got it. And that's okay. It was One of the things that I have learned in losing things, um, especially material possessions, is that it's usually meant for the person who gets it. So um, please know that you are using that 
with my blessing like i don't want you to feel any type of way other than you came up and that come up was for you you deserve it so fan on baby fan on um now we can talk about the part that you've been wanting to talk about so on saturday night we were leaving and i see this young man over to the side and I turn to Sam and I say, Sam, isn't that the, the guy that Mina likes? You know, the one from the movie, the new edition movie. And she was like, I, I think so too. I was thinking the same thing. So this is the <laughs> thing that you have to realize. A lot of times these people who you've seen in movies and on TV do not look exactly the same in person. <coughs> and so I was expecting him. So my son is, what, 6'3"? So I was, I was expecting him to be kind of the stature of my son because he looks so much bigger than the That's other guys. But he's, <laughs> he's, he's smaller. He's shorter. Um, and he's small. He's Sam said he's petite. I petite, agree. Like he, he's like slimmer? He's slim and he's not very tall. He might be six feet. Um, I don't think he's six feet. He was hey, a little I bit taller than me. So but um, but he was very handsome and he was very kind. So this is how I got my picture for you. I went over to him and I said, um, I asked him, I said, I know who you are. You were in the new edition movie. My daughter just loves you. And if I don't get a picture to um to take home for her she's not gonna let me come back home <laughs> and he's and so he goes oh no she wouldn't do that she's gotta take you back he was just so sweet and charming mina you would have loved him Mom so, would have you probably would have. Would have been like, it would have been like sweetness uh. <laughs> <laughs> but he was he was very he was very sweet and he was very kind and he was very generous and he Grace took the picture and then he was like there you go baby Sweetie, honey, darling, whatever he said, I don't know. It was boo or bae or something. I don't know. I whatever it was, it shoot. was it was super cute. And I was like, oh, thank you, little baby, because he's like twelve years old. Mom, I felt three. Really, he looks like a baby. He looks like a baby, right? And I'm old. I'm not thirty anything. So I felt like an old lady, and so I was like, "Let me give him the old lady greeting, so he don't think I'm trying to push up on him." So I was like, "Oh, thank you, little baby," and about my business. But you got your picture though, and that's all that's important. Hi. Did He did say hi to you. Hi. So I might faint if I need you. So, so all of those things happen. I did not get to meet Jada Pinkett Smith because I was taking a nap. Always make sure. But uh, look, New York. Right. So, uh, so yes, next year goals. Going back to Atlanta for sure, and I think I'm gonna do a stretch. I think we should go to New York. I think we should go to New York. I think you gotta do the original at least one time, uh, and then 2019. I think we should go to Joburg. Where's Joburg? Uh, Afropunk Johannesburg. South Africa, yes. So, there was actually people there from Johannesburg. Yeah, and they were, yeah, because they have one this year in December. So, we know when it's going to be. We have ample time to plan. I said, let's get the crew together and roll out. 
Um, so we've been at this for a minute and we've been talking about all of the intersections and entertainment and all the fun stuff that happened this weekend. But now we got to get serious for a minute because um, the show is called The Intersection and we are here to talk about some of the stuff that's happening in society and sometimes that stuff is not necessarily fun or pleasant to talk about. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go ahead and give you... Um, Excuse me, I'm going to go ahead and give you the trigger warning. So we will be talking about rape and rape culture in this segment of the intersection. So um, if you are sensitive, if you think that you may possibly be triggered, this would be a good time for you to go ahead and check out. And then maybe watch this later at your um, leisure when you're able to. It certainly is not my intent to trigger anybody, and so that's why we give the trigger warning. Um, so this week, the Me Too trend has gained traction again. Uh, one of the things that I want to dispel from Jump Street is that Alyssa Milano was given credit for it because she hashtag she uh, tweeted using the hashtag Me Too. Alyssa Milano is not the person who originated that and I'm actually pulling her information up now because I did save that and I will be reposting it. So um, the person who actually who actually is responsible for the Me Too hashtag started this some years ago and her name, sorry I'm trying to get to it now, it's... Uh, Sorry, y'all bear with me for just a moment because I thought I had it pulled up, but I don't. Um, okay, it's Tarana Burke. And Tarana Burke actually started the is actually the activist who started this and she started this campaign like 10 years ago so there has been a lot of criticism that this campaign did not gain traction until a white woman retweeted it um and a lot of times that happens one of the things that was said in the soul sessions um solution sessions was that concerning fibroids that if anybody other than black women were affected at the numbers that were being affected by fibroids they would have found a cure we would be talking about this all the time there would be you know national attention on it there would be a month and a ribbon and a parade and you know we would be doing everything but a lot of times when it comes to women of color our issues just aren't seen as being that important um not just as women of color uh one of the things that i saw tweeted um, so a lot of people have been sharing the hashtag on Twitter, have been sharing the hashtag on Facebook. People have been triggered. Uh, people have had a whole lot to say about how they don't appreciate people using the hashtag. Um, the reality is this is a thing and this is a thing that's been happening and it needed to be talked about. It needs to be talked about. Um, and there's so many other things surrounding it that we just have to dig into. One of the criticisms is that hashtag me too does not solve the problem. So now we know about the epidemic proportions. Listen, 
one and four girls, and these are the ones that are reported, have been sexually assaulted or sexually abused. One in six boys, and again, these are the reported cases, because realize that this stuff goes unreported. One, because, and this is one of the things that hashtag me two draws the light to. You said one in what girls? One in four. Mm. So... The reality is the person who you're sitting next to, the person who you're at work with, and again, it's underreported. When when you see hashtag me too and you see what people's response to to it is, and it's like, well, why are you saying anything now? Well, why is that important now? Well, why you know, why are you uh, doing this thing that's so emotionally triggering? Um, I get it. I do. And I'm not telling you what I heard, I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you that I know that it is difficult um, to see that hashtag and know the trauma that it's attached to and have to relive your own trauma. I have been in counseling for most of my life because of the sexual traumas that I've experienced. Um, starting as a toddler all the way into adulthood and I thought it was me and I thought there was something wrong with me. And I, I there was a time in my life where you could not have paid me to talk about it. Um, because I had so much shame around it. I thought that it was something that I did, that there was something wrong with me, especially because it was something that happened repeatedly in different times of my life. Um, but I stayed in counseling for so long because I wasn't healing from it. Part of the reason why I wasn't healing from it was because of the shame. So what would happen is I would get triggered. Something would come up for me. I wouldn't necessarily know where it was coming from and why I was having the reaction to it because I had so much, I had suppressed so much of it because I was so ashamed and embarrassed. Um, we can't afford to be ashamed or embarrassed. We can't afford to let the perpetrators off of the hook by not talking about it. And so as difficult as it is to see that hashtag and to know everything that's behind it, I've been very... Uh, pur purposeful about protecting my space. For example, I don't read the stories. I can't read the stories. Um, I can't know the details of all of the traumas. For me, that is, that's a slippery slope. That can send me into a spiral. And because I know that, I have been very deliberate about how I engage um, with that topic online, how I engage with the stories online. The other thing is people have said, you know, we shouldn't be hashtagging me too to talk about our traumas. Like men should really be stepping up. And I hear you. I absolutely hear you. These conversations need to be had among men and women. We have to because so much of the narrative centers around our daughters being sexualized and telling our daughters things like keep your legs closed, dress modestly. Um, we're always preparing them to not be victims, whether we know it or not. I pass on so many of those messages when you were a little girl be, and not knowing why I was passing them on, not understanding that because of my own traumas, I was doing everything that I could that I thought I knew how to do to protect you and the reality is it doesn't matter what you're wearing it doesn't yes, matter if you're so promiscuous good. or you're not promiscuous it is your body and you have a right 
to choose how you want how you want to use it, how you want it to be touched, when you want it to be touched. And anybody who takes that away from you is in violation. And so I have to have those conversations with my son the same way that I have with my daughter. It's his body and it's his choice and anybody he engages with is in the same position. And I have to have that conversation with you too, though. Like, you can't force the boy. If he don't want to kiss you, hold your hand, hug you, he doesn't have to kiss your hand, hold you, hug you. And if you force him to do that, you're in violation. then you're in violation. So, so many conversations that need to be had around this topic, and they're really being <coughs> simplified down to why are we talking about this now why aren't we talking about this now why aren't we talking about this all the time when it's happening at these epic levels it's epidemic realize that if this were a cold that they would quarantine the entire area if one in four people had a cold one in four people are being sexually abused why aren't we quarantining right why aren't we doing more to address it why does it take a hashtag and then why do we focus on the wrong things like i'm really curious as to why people are so upset i i read a post from somebody who i have a lot of respect for um and her post really disturbed me and i almost took down my post in support of me too um because she was like, you know, for the person who started this this horrible trend again, you know, are you also going to put money in our in our PayPal accounts so that we can go to counseling? Um, after I posted my Me Too, I didn't post any details. Again, for me to recount that, especially for me to recount that publicly, is a trauma that I'm not signing up for. I'm not going to re-traumatize myself like that. What I did post after my Me Too was that I get it. I get how triggering it can be. Um, and, and what I can tell you is to lean in. Don't run from the pain. Don't run from the topic. Um, lean in, pray, meditate, find your support system. Talk to people. Get help. Um, it's, it's not easy and I don't have a simple solution. All I know is that we can't not talk about it. And people have offered solutions like, you know, what are the men doing and how are the men talking about it? And why aren't men doing more? Listen, we can't make anybody do anything. We can't make the men teach the other men not to be perpetrators. And we have to be clear that it's not only men who are perpetrators. There are women who are rapists. There are women who are molesters. And so we have to have those conversations that if you, if you grew up being abused and that's what you know, and then you do that to somebody else, that's because it hasn't been healed. That's because you haven't dealt with it. That's because you haven't talked about it. And a lot of times that happens. You will find that there's a pattern of abuse that has persisted over a person's lifetime and, they, and that's how they were habituated. So there's just so much to unpack there. Um, I, what I got for y'all is I'm here. I'm here. I'm here uh, to listen. I'm here when you need to lean in. I'm here with resources. Like maybe you don't want to talk to me. Maybe I am not the person. However, I will post 
all of the resources that I can find um, nationally, all of the databases, all the things that you can go to to get the help to find the places where you live, where you can access help. Um, I don't know what the next step is, y'all. I don't. Whatever it is, um, I'm down. I'm there. I'm here to do the work. This is part of the women's work. We can't ignore it. We can't act like this is not real and this is not happening. You got anything? Me too. Um, yeah, so we will, we'll leave that part there. Um, the resources will be in the comments, uh, after the show. Um, the other thing, let's go ahead and get into the people who tried it. I really only have one for this week. Do you have any? Let me try it. What's the, what's the NFL coach? Something Perry? Joe something? Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's a slave owner. He owns this whole um, NFL team. Is he, uh, are you talking about Jerry, Jerry Jones? Jerry, whoever. <laughs> right. Jerry the Hill. Cowboys or whatever. Yeah. Right. It's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> that he Je said he, that uh, his, his team will not kneel, basically. No, he said he said he won't um like his players won't play if they right, basically yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's it's not new. There were some pictures circulating of the what sixty eight Olympics. Um when let me find it. So I can have my... I never have my facts together. I got to do better. Sam, you got to do better. You're the fact checker. You're right, baby. Fact. Uh, <laughs> she the fact checker. Fact. I got you. Um, and that's a fact. Fact. This was the Olympics uh, with the Black Power Fist. That's the one I'm talking about. Y'all know what Ooh, I'm talking about? I love about? that picture. Yeah. Right. Um, but I can only figure out one person's name. And so I need to make sure I say both names. So I got it right. Okay, there we go. Yes, Mexico oh, City, 1968, <coughs> the Summer Olympics. Tommy Smith and John Carlos um, both uh, made a political demonstration with doing the Black Power salute, right? Except for they were like way up here with they it. Like, like they meant that. They meant that, standing on that podium. Um, so yeah, there were all types of sanctions and stuff for, for them after the fact. So... Uh, Muhammad Ali was a very vocal person about his politics and his religion. So none of this is new. They even managed to work it into the storyline for Being Mary Jane because Orlando okay. and his friends, baseball players who are predominantly Latino, which I'm going to say this. And the white girl who came for Justin. So, so Cap is taking a knee. All of this started with the taking a knee. And this isn't about the flag. Um, the flag comes in only in that how do you support, how do you stand for a national anthem for a country that clearly upholds racial injustice? That's what it's about. He is protesting racial injustice. He is saying, let me use my celebrity to bring light to the issue. The issue is that black people are being killed in inordinate numbers and that we're seeing this. 
we're not talking about maybe this is happening. We're talking about modern day lynch mobs. We're talking about the police who have a history of violence against people of color um, that were founded as an organization by people who had a history of violence against people of color. Um, and y'all can do, do the research. Don't believe anything I'm telling you, but if you go look up how uh, the Klan in how the Klan was used to control, was used for uh, population control, specifically uh, how that then kind of goes into law enforcement and how law enforcement is established, what patty rollers are. Like, look up, do your work. Do the work, do the history, and you will understand why there are so many problems uh, with institutionalized racism and how it presents. So Cap is trying to bring light to that issue. He's not saying I got a problem with veterans. He's all this other stuff that's been assigned to it is not what it is. That's not what the argument is. So he has been taking a knee. Everybody now, you know, knows hashtag take a knee. We know who Colin Kaepernick is. Um, heck, we knew who he was when he was with the 49ers and we thought that they were going to win the Super Bowl. We, we super know who he is because because <laughs> now he's, you know, got a dashiki and an afro and he out here taking the knee and it's turned into a whole thing throughout the entire... Right, that's his version. I take taking a knee is his version of that. Play in I never stand. I never stand. Um, one, if you understand what the Pledge of Allegiance is and you understand what you're signing up for, that you're literally taking an oath... Do you really understand, like, why you're, like, that's the first way that they got you. That's the first way that they got you. They taught you in kindergarten how to say that. Mm. You didn't have a choice. They didn't even tell you what it meant, that oath that you were taking. What and you, you were swearing, to take it. Right, what you, you were swearing to, to uphold. It. They don't give you a choice. They don't give you the knowledge on that. So, I say all of that to say that um, I'm not fooling with Jerry Jones, and I'm still... I understand that there's a system in place, but I still don't understand in leagues that are predominantly people of color who are doing the performance. Like, like these teams are not owned by people of color. They are mostly owned by, by cisgender, heterosexual, middle-aged white men. And so you out there running and jumping and hitting balls and doing all of the things. If all of the black people who played football, if all of the black people who played basketball, if all of the Latino people who played baseball decided to walk out, what do you think those games would look like? Nothing. They wouldn't have no So when a person who owns a team stands up and says, my players aren't doing anything, first of all, sir, you do not own those players. Suspend them. You're going to suspend the whole team? But if the whole team decided to be in solidarity, if the whole team decided to be in solidarity, what are they going to do? They gonna suspend all of y'all? They gonna take everybody's money away? There's too much invested in it for them to do that. So, um, take a stand, take a knee, throw your fist in the air, sit during the anthem, do it at school, do it on the field. Um, heck, I'm 1970s Shirley Chisholm. I'm unbossed and unbothered over here. Uh, so, uh, Jerry Heller Jones, I swear they're all the same people. Jerry, he did. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Is your name Brian? Brian? Brian. 
So, um, <laughs> so yeah, he's so apparently, and Jerry Jones is apparently like one of the only NFL owners who's like, I'm not with it. Like all the other NFL owners are like, hey, do what you got to do. Protest. If that's how you feel about it, that's how you feel about it. Jerry Jones, who is the, uh, this is how they've picked, this is how they've pegged him. He's the lone rebel in a group of NFL order owners who can thwart progress amidst the anthem debate. So, uh, Jerry Jones down there in Texas, you tried it. You failed. Um, that's the end of that. It is. Uh, so Saturday night at Afropunk, we left early. We had a chance to stay and see Miguel. Are you No, no, no. I was tired. We had been going all day, and I was like, eh. Let's go ahead and dip now. Um, I wasn't really pressed to see Miguel. He was like a late entry or whatever, and I was okay with that. Um, Monday, when we get back, and I'm doing all of my research and getting prepared for the week and everything, uh, one of my online friends was like, I love Miguel, and I would have all of his itty-bitty little funny-looking babies. She didn't say that. I added the itty bitty funny looking <laughs> part because that's how I feel about him. Um, and then him. somebody came on her thread and said, oh, don't do that because Miguel is trash. And I was like, I'm going to just sit here and wait to see how this unfolds because a lot of times people would just come um, for folks. I was waiting to see how their love was going to unfurl. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of times people will come for folks and be like, they're trash. And it'll be on some petty stuff like, oh, he's he trash because I don't. Right. Is he, is he trash because he kicked the girl in the face at the MTV Awards and kept performing? Is he trash because he light-skinned it? Is he trash because he got them ugly ass? But you, know, right. <laughs> but you know people will be like, he's trash. All light-skinned dudes are trash. So I was like waiting to see what type of petty argument they were going to have. Um, I was like, maybe he's trash because he has those little ugly-ass braids in his hair. Like, I don't know what that's about. Um, he ain't got the hair to sustain those. He and he ain't got he the frame to know. pull them off. He needs to really just <laughs> go back to... Here, I get it. Like, you want to look scraggly and rough and you're like the tortured artist. Fine, Miguel. Um, you don't want to be known as the pretty boy. That's fine. You're edgy. But this is where things got problematic. Uh, somebody posted a recent story that broke where Miguel has been accused of sexual assault. Apparently, a fan approached him after a show for an autograph, and then he gave her the autograph. And after he gave her the autograph, he um, reached into her bra and pulled out her breast without permission without consent and that absolutely is trashy and it started a whole argument online um the girl's page was public and now it's private because as you can imagine people came for her and like wanted to drag her through the streets and brand her with the scarlet a and all of those things um and this is the problem with it and this goes back to Me Too and why we have to have these discussions and these hashtags because it comes up far too often. It comes up anytime. For me, it comes up anytime I hear R. Kelly on anything. 
Like, why are you still playing his music? Why are you still right? Like, uh, it comes up when we can't talk about the Cosby Show or a different world without realizing that you know their attachment to Bill Cosby and um, his rapist behavior and predatory behavior. Uh, people always want to come for the women. Well, she well, wasn't broken up when she said it. when she said all of this. She seemed very calm and very nonchalant about it. You know how much Listen, it takes for a person to not do that. And sometimes a person has to disassociate. Sometimes a person has to step out of what is going on. They literally have to leave their body to be able to discuss it to avoid being re-traumatized. So, if she seemed calm. You have to consider all of the factors. Her being calm does not mean that she wasn't lying about it. And if it turns out that all of these allegations are false, then absolutely Miguel is owed an apology and she should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law for, you know, defamation of character, for slander, for filing a false report, all of those things. I hear you. But we cannot afford to not take her accusation seriously. We cannot afford to say that because he didn't penetrate her, it wasn't sexual assault. If this man reached into her bra and pulled out her breast without consent, it was sexual assault and he is trash. Capital T, capital R, capital A, capital S, capital H. Basura. So, right now, Miguel's response and Miguel's team response has been we're not gonna say anything we're not even gonna dignify that with the comment she's crazy she's that's the absolute wrong response to have the correct response would have been anything that was respectful anything that acknowledged that there was an exchange and that his behavior might have even been inappropriate but do not dismiss it. Do not try to make it seem like, oh, this is just some crazy attention-seeking fan. The fact that we are so easy to dismiss people's accusations. Oh, well, she went up to his room late at night. If she said no, then it was no. Oh, well, she had on a short skirt. Doesn't matter if she was butt naked standing on the corner. If she said no, then it was no. If she didn't give you permission to reach into her shirt and pull out her breast, then you were in violation. Hey, Woods. So I hope you got the trigger warning before you got on here. Um, we discussed in that work because Me Too is trending and because we got a lot of trashy folks out here that need this explanation. So um, I'm not here to determine Miguel's guilt or innocence. I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't see him put it in. I didn't see him take it out. What I do know is that his response was hella insensitive. And for that, I feel like it was spiritual, divine intervention that kept us from seeing Miguel that night. And I don't feel like I missed the damn thing. So Miguel, this week, I got to say, you tried it. You fail. All right, y'all. Well, that is going to wrap it up for this edition of The Intersection. I feel like I need to go and get you, like, all the herbs and stuff. How are you feeling? I'm horrible. Think you're going to make it to school tomorrow? I want... 
I have cheerleading practice tomorrow. The coach to me will probably kill me if I don't make it to practice. But the way I'm feeling now is ridiculous. Like, <coughs> that was me going to cough. But um, I don't know, man. I'm really, I'm really trying to make it to school today. Yep, mom. All right, everybody, stretch their hands towards the chocolate girl wonder once again. <sighs> Pray her strength and her healing, y'all, because she got the cooties. And I feel like she passed them to me, but I'm going to go dose myself with garlic. I don't know. I'm feeling sniffly, sneezy, achy. <laughs> I'm aching. My forehead's warm. I think my forehead is warm. warm. You ain't gave me the cooties. <laughs> Look, outbreak monkey. So, Ember Effer at my school who's an outbreak monkey. <laughs> and with the Ember Effer ever. That'll never not be funny. Um, Woodstar, I am... I'm, tell Rokes we said hey first of all tell Rokes we said hey and I'm glad that she clicked on it and I'm glad that you are there with her um, the conversation is never easy to have this you know I'm all about providing safe sacred nurturing and nourishing space um, when I post this I will definitely make sure to do trigger warning trigger warning trigger warning um, and I made sure to say that early off in the conversation because I wanted people to know, you know, what they were getting into. I never purposely set out to, uh, traumatize or re-traumatize anybody. So, you know, we're here to do the work and as much fun as we have and talking entertainment and the fun things that we get to do. Um, the show is called The Intersection. We've got to talk about how all of those things collide, how all of those things come together. Um... I, I need to give a shout out to somebody um, because she has not, I'm just going to read her tweet uh, and this, this broke my heart and I, un but I understood totally what she was saying because it's, unfortunately it's true. Um, Ashley Shackelford is a is a fat femme activist. She's a writer. I Ashley Shackelford, I also had the opportunity to meet at Afropunk. She's one of the first people that I met there. Um, and when I and when I went up to her and we started talking, she was like, no, I just I want to be your friend in real life. And I was like, no, I want to be your friend in real life. Um, so Ashley posted that she was too afraid to talk about the times. Times with an S. Meaning that it didn't just happen once. That she had been sexually assaulted because her fat black body has always been denied victimhood that is a sad and startling fact um in all of this i am so glad that she had the courage to even tweet that one of the things that i love the most about ashley is that she puts herself right out there on the front lines for all of us um and hey lexi so, um, Ashley, thank you for the work that you do, sis. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and I think I want to try something different since we're embracing uh, our excessive activities. I think we'll keep you tried it for the folks who just, you know, be trying it. Um, but I think I would like to change the narrative around doing the most. I think it's okay to do the most. I think far I was, too I was often. Just on my to do list, mom. Excuse me. Right. What's on my to do list? The most. The most. Um. So I think we should change our positives 
to when people are really, really showing out in a positive way, they be doing the most. They be doing the most. And I'm here for it, too. There it is. So that's what we're going to close out. Um, Ashley, thank you for the work you do, sis. You, you be, be doing I'm the most. And I am here, here for it. All right. Also, thank you. I can, mm -hmm. um, I can speak on doing the most. Because oftentimes, I'm like, people be like, Amina, you so extra. Amina, you be doing the most. I'll be like, thank you. I know. Right. That's always what's on my to do list. I wouldn't be without it. Thank you so much, Woods, for um for hashtagging Ashley. Yeah, she absolutely is here for us. Um, the other takeaway, and I just need I just need Miss Davis to put this on a shirt. Sisterhood is my superpower. So she 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 kept repeating that, and it's her hashtag. If you look her up, um, you'll see hashtag Sisterhood is a superpower. I'm claiming that is my superpower. Sisterhood is my superpower. Um, Y'all supporting me, me supporting you, cheering for you. Let me be the Taraji <coughs> to your Viola Davis. Oh. Let me be the Taraji okay. to your Regina King. I want you to succeed. I want you to have the life that you want to have. And I am here to stand beside you, to have your back, and to fight to fight for it with you. Um, so, yeah, I think that, I think officially that's it. I think we can close out on that note. Um, Y'all, keep doing the most. Keep doing the most. Don't let anybody make you feel like you've got to dial it back, like you've got to dim your light. You absolutely do not have to shrink for anybody you got anything you want to add like spirits always tell me do not dim your light to make others comfortable that starts with me being a high schooler have the pledge every morning at school that starts with putting your fist up in the air and kneeling down there in the pledge or talking about assaults that you've experienced or walking with your head up and just being proud of being you that's where that starts do not dim your light to make others feel comfortable that's my story i'm sticking to it all right y'all well thank you once again for meeting us uh we went a little bit long because of indigenous People's time, intergalactic indigenous people time. That's for all the indigenous people all over the galaxy. Um, <laughs> oh, also, if you like my shirt, it says "Live Your Truth." I will have the link for this shirt up on my Instagram later and in the description. I got this from Afropunk. I promise that I would uh, wear it. These, uh, the shirt was made by black women their company is located in los angeles but they do ship so don't worry about it you can get it wherever you are um i am here when i say i'm here to support you and i'm here to love on you this is how i do it so yes shirts live your truth made uh for black women by black women that's fubu ain't it for us by us <laughs> uh the company is do so um and again, the links will be up on all my stuff shortly and an actual picture of the shirt, the shirt so that you can see it all in the right way. And I think 
now that that is officially it. So thank you for joining us at the, the intersection. intersection. This week was a good week. I think this week was a good week too. And let's just go ahead and close it out the right way. Here's a song Bye. we all know and love. Well, if we're going to start with Gucci, you don't love me, we got to end with this. Because it was the wedding song. It was the wedding song. Keisha K. Over is walking down the aisle to this song. And I said, and I freak with you guys. I fuck with you all. The Lord is long, long way. Just with
know, right? Yeah, <laughs> 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 <laughs>